Welcome to the God Solution Show, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled that you're tuned in. Welcome to 2016. I hope you had a wonderful New Year's Eve celebration, and Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the God Solution Show to start out your year. Well, as we close the door on 2015, probably a lot of you are glad to see it go. I think every day is a day that we can rejoice and be glad in, that we can be thankful in because of all that God has done in our lives and all that he continues to be doing in our lives. Even in hard circumstances, we can be thankful. We have such great hope as Christians. In spite of that, we can look back at 2015 and realize there was a lot that was very frustrating, and there was a lot that was saddening, and there was a lot that was terrifying. I hope that your hope is in the Lord, not in the circumstances that surround us, not in the news that we see each day. Today, I'm going to unpack a little bit of what happened in 2015 looking backward, and I'm going to share some of the hope that we have in Christ in spite of these issues that can tend to drag us down a little bit. I hope that this show will be a very hopeful one, that you'll walk away with a lot of hope. But before I get there, I just want to remind you that last week we had Jay Warner Wallace on. It was a great show. It's one of many incredible interviews that we've had here on the God Solution Show. You can get all those shows at GodSolutionShow.com. Again, go to GodSolutionShow.com for last week's interview with Jay Warner Wallace and the many other interviews we've had. In just a few weeks, we'll be having Ravi Zacharias on. It's going to be an incredible interview, and there will be even more great interviews in 2016 as well. So keep tuning in and go to GodSolutionShow.com for all of our past shows. Anyway, last year was quite the year, like I said, and a lot of the stories weren't that great. Just looking at some of the top news stories of 2016, here they are. We saw the rise of ISIS. Of course, ISIS began before 2015, but in 2015, we saw atrocities that most of us never imagined we would see displayed on an international scale the way we did last year. It was unthinkable. It was horrible. And every civilized person was shocked and saddened by what they saw. Anyway, as I looked at the stories of ISIS, it seemed like Month after month after month, there were stories that were shockingly worse than last month's stories. And it seemed to me like we did nothing to stop it as a nation. We just let it go. Anyway, if you were saddened by that, there is hope in the midst of that. Another story from last year was the gay marriage ruling by the Supreme Court. As Christians, of course, this was quite the shock. If you're like me, you probably feel like you woke up in a country and universe different than the one you were born in. It's shocking to see how far we've gone in such a short time. I'm in the middle of a great book right now. I would encourage all of you to get it. It's Outlasting the Gay Revolution by Dr. Michael Brown. He's actually been on the show as well. You can go to godsolutionshow.com and get those interviews. But anyway, the book's great. We'll get more to that in a moment. But again, especially for Christians, that was kind of a hard issue this past year. Once again, though, there's incredible hope in spite of the social degradation of our society. Another big story last year was just terrorism in general. I know, of course, we talked about ISIS, but terrorism throughout the world was a huge story last year. Whether it was the Paris attacks, the California attacks, all the different aspects of terrorism throughout the world this past year, many that didn't get noticed because of the ones that happened in Western cities and states and countries, there were so many horrible terrorist tragedies. 
atrocities that shock the world. Again, we can have hope. If you're like most people, you probably sense a little bit of fear as you look around the world around you today. You feel a little less secure. You wonder if the next attack is going to be where you are, if you might be involved in it, if you might be attacked or hurt or killed, maybe even because of your faith. Remember that several Christians were killed for their faith right here in the United States last year, lined up and gunned down if they claimed to be Christians at a college university. If you're afraid of these terrorist attacks and wondering what kind of security we can look forward to, well, you can be secure in your relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing that no matter what happens to you, they cannot separate you from his love and they cannot separate you from the incredible plan that he has for your life. Your life is in his hands alone. Again, though, that was a horrible thing that was in the news throughout last year. We'll get back to it, though. Uh, the European refugee crisis was something that shocked most of us. The pictures we saw, the stories we read, tragic, to say the least. And I think a lot of Christians wondered how we should respond to this refugee crisis. How should our nation respond to this refugee crisis? Should we open the doors? Will that make us susceptible to more terrorism? How should we act? How would Jesus act to these refugees? We'll talk about that again in a minute. But again, we can have hope in spite of the craziness that's all around us. Okay, another major news item from last year was the U.S. election cycle. We see these candidates rising, some that we like, some that we don't like. I think for all of us, we wonder, isn't there something better? Isn't there someone more able to lead this nation out there? Well, wherever you're coming from politically, there is hope, and it's not in a politician. It's in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I learned long ago that a politician is never the right place for my hope. Only God can be my hope for the future. In spite of that, I think as Christians, we should be careful to be good stewards of the political freedoms that we've been given. That includes being wise about who we vote for and being wise about the political process in our nation. Again, we'll come back to that in a minute, but just wanted to briefly mention that that was one of the key headlines from 2015. So as we look back at 2015, there's a lot to be sad about. There's a lot to be scared about. There's a lot to be confused about. I think all of us feel a little insecure. We feel a little frustrated. We probably wish that the world wasn't the way it is today, so full of godlessness, so full of immorality, so full of violence, so full of hatred, so full of horrible, horrible things that really are not new to human beings. In fact, human beings are human beings, and these issues have plagued humanity since the beginning of the world. It's true that we're all sinful and that we're separated from God, like we always talk about on this show, and that is the case today, human selfishness and sin on full display for the world to see. It's tragic, but it's reality. And in spite of that reality, we can have hope. So stay tuned in as we talk about some of that hope as we begin to approach 2016, realizing that we can have tons of hope because of Christ. Well, anyway, it was a hard year, but we have hope. In fact, Psalm 31:24 says, Be strong and take heart, all you who hope on the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. That's my encouragement to you right now as we think about those headlines from 2015. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. He's your hope, and if he is your hope, you can be strong and you can take heart. That is actually a command in Scripture, to be strong and to take heart. We need to hope in the Lord in these trying times. 
My hope is not in what I see on the news or don't see on the news. It has to be in the Lord, and in him I can be strong. So be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So let's unpack those stories that we talked about, those major stories from 2015. I shared five of them. There are many more, but let's unpack those a little bit. The rise of ISIS. Of course, they rose to power before 2015, but in 2015, we saw many of the atrocities that their power precipitated. I was terrified as I saw people being burned alive and as I saw people being beheaded. And as we saw Christians on those beaches standing up for Christ in spite of the threat to their lives, saying, I will not back down from my faith, but I'll take a stand for Jesus Christ. As we saw ISIS grow throughout the world, I know a lot of us were terrified and shocked. The reality is, again, like I said, there is nothing new under the sun. This is something that's been happening for all human history. Human beings are selfish. And at our very core, we're evil. We're not like God who's perfect and good and loving. Human beings often do very bad things, hurting other people for their own self-interests. That's all we're seeing with ISIS. It's humanity. It's human selfishness and sin on full display for the world to see. It's evil that is not new to this world, but it's evil that many are seeing in a new way for the first time. Now, as we look at the evils of ISIS, as we look at all they're doing, showing the world how evil they are, I think we can have hope and we can realize that Jesus is in full control. Nothing is happening outside of him allowing it to happen and for a greater and good purpose. Again, we've talked about the problem of pain on this show. I'll address it in a minute. But the reality is that there's no pain, suffering, or evil that ever occurs that God cannot turn around for a good purpose. He doesn't cause those things. Human beings that are sinful do those things. But God in his sovereignty can pull them around for his great purpose. As I saw a lot of the atrocities of ISIS this past year, my hope had to be in Jesus alone. It wasn't in our government to stop it because we did virtually nothing to stop it. It wasn't in the Russians who actually looked like they were trying to do something, but did a lot of evil as well. My hope has to be in Jesus alone. See, in him alone, I can have hope that there is a future that's greater than this one. In him alone, I can have hope that someday he will make all these evils right. In him alone, I can know that no injustice will ever persist without being brought to justice. That's the great thing. All these injustices, all these horrible atrocities perpetrated by ISIS, they will be justly dealt with either at the cross or in hell. That's the hope that we have in Christ is that all sin will be dealt with. God is just. He can't tolerate sin. My prayer and my hope is that those terrorists will come to faith in Jesus Christ, allowing that sin to be dealt with at the cross. See, Jesus did deal with it 2,000 years ago. We recently celebrated him coming to this world, and we can have hope that there will be no injustice because our just God will make all this right. On that note about terrorists coming to faith in Jesus Christ, I would encourage you to go to YouTube and just search ISIS terrorist Jesus Christ, and you'll find at least one, but hopefully more, testimonies of ISIS terrorists that have come to faith in Jesus Christ. I know every day there are many Muslims coming to faith in Jesus Christ, so a lot of those actually are coming because of these atrocities. There's some of the hope that we have. A lot of the Muslims coming to Christ right now in the Middle East are coming to Christ because they realize how evil these atrocities are and they want nothing to do with it. There's hope. 
regardless of how bad the situation looks. Another story that shocked us this year, maybe didn't shock us, I think we had kind of expected it and come to see it coming, but that was gay marriage and the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage in this nation. Now, again, a lot of people are going to think this is new. This has never been this way before. As we look throughout human history, although the institution of marriage has been respected throughout human history, unlike it has in recent times, this is not new to humanity. Human beings have always wanted to pursue their own sexual interests and their own sexual fantasies. They've never wanted to submit those to God, trusting that his way is better for them and for others. As human beings, we've always wanted to do things our own way. So this is nothing new. This is nothing that we should be shocked by. This is human nature, again, on full display for everyone to see. The reality is that in Christ, we always know that his will is best for us. See, it's not just gay people that need to give up themselves when they come to Christ to lose themselves and find themselves in him. All of us are called to say no to ourselves, to die to ourselves, to lose ourselves and be found in him. In fact, Jesus himself said we can't follow him unless we do that. Every one of us has to come to Christ and say no to our own selfish ambitions, no to our own desires, no to our very selves and the things that we define ourselves by and to say yes to him. That's what making him Lord is all about. Now, that's something that we as Christians know, and I would encourage every Christian listening to make him their Lord and to follow him wholeheartedly more than ever before in spite of what our society is doing all around us. Frankly, we can't expect people that have not made him their Lord to treat him as Lord or to obey him as Lord. Sometimes we put the cart before the horse. We expect people to act like Christians before finding Christ. The reality is that this nation desperately needs Jesus Christ. Some of these social steps that our country has taken this year are nothing more than symptoms of a real fundamental issue. The real issue is that we desperately need to reconnect with our Savior. We desperately need revival. We desperately need Jesus to, to get a hold of our lives as Christians so that we can model him to the world around us, so that they can see him in us, so that they could find him, so that they could come to him. In fact, in Acts 17, it says it's for that very reason that he's put us here at this very time, that people around us would find him. It's no accident that you live where you live in these times. You're here so that people around you would find him. It's time that we start making that our priority rather than just trying to win certain political battles. I can assure you that the political trajectory of this planet is progressively worse and worse and worse and more and more godless until the day when Christ comes back and we all can't wait for that day. What we are called to do as Christians is to stand as lights in this very dark world, not to try and make the world act like it's not dark. The reality is this world needs Jesus. And until they find Jesus, doesn't matter how they act. They need Jesus first and foremost. So as Christians, I encourage you, regardless of the social depravity of our nation, please live a Christ-like life that reflects his light to the world. Love your spouses like Christ loves the church. Love your neighbor as yourself. Share the gospel with your words and your actions. I think the church has gotten so far away from sharing the gospel, and we're seeing the results of our silence. 
People need Jesus. They need the hope that we have. Share him with this world in spite of where the world is going. And please don't just patronize the world or piggyback on what society says is okay. Please, as Christians, recognize that God's word is true, that what God says is wrong is always wrong. And instead of just foisting that on others, live it out in your own life and share Christ with others, hoping that they will come to Christ and let him be Savior and Lord, letting him dictate their lives from then on out. If you do have gay friends and loved ones like I do, I hope that you'll share the gospel with them this year. I hope that you'll demonstrate the gospel in your lives and in your interactions with them. Show them Christ because their lifestyle does not satisfy them, regardless of what this society says. It leads to untold pain. Only Jesus satisfies, and you have what they don't have. Share Christ with them. A lot of people maybe felt like they lost a political battle last year. That's okay. We have hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Share that hope with the people around you, especially the people on that side of the political spectrum. Another big news item this year was terrorism in general throughout the world. Terrorism shocked us, it terrified us, and it made a lot of us feel very insecure. Probably a lot of us have wondered about whether or not we'll be in an attack like that. This summer, my wife and I and our kids were on a missions trip to Romania. And while we were on that missions trip, we had the opportunity to go to Israel for three days. It was a really short trip to investigate some future ministry possibilities there. Our first night in Jerusalem, we happened to be staying in East Jerusalem in the Muslim part of town. And that night, I got back to our hotel and looked at the Drudge Report, and there, right on Drudge, ISIS had posted flyers throughout East Jerusalem telling Palestinian Christians that they would be killed by the end of Ramadan if they did not convert. We were terrified that night that in the very neighborhood that we were staying, there had been ISIS flyers posted all around. In fact, we'd been walking those same streets that same afternoon. It was very frightening to think that the same people that put those ISIS posters up had probably crossed paths with us. And I guarantee you, staying on that side of town during Ramadan, we stuck out like sore thumbs. The call to us was not to fear them, but to love them like Christ loves them, to share with them. I shared with Muslims that week the hope that we have in Christ. I know that there is only one way of salvation. I know that Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, died for our sins so that we could be made right with God. And that's good news that we desperately need to share with the people that we encounter. So I felt, I think, in a unique way, some of the fear that many Christians all throughout the world experience on a daily basis. In spite of that terrorism, there is hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in him alone. So if you are terrified by the terror that was all around the world in 2015, don't look to 2016 hoping for less terrorism. Of course we all hope for less terrorism. Look to 2016 with your hope fully set on Jesus Christ alone, hoping that he would make you a light in this increasingly dark world, even to terrorists if it be. I hope that you'll, you'll take that challenge and look with hope towards the future in spite of the terrorist threat that you encounter throughout the world on a daily basis. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution Show. You can find out more about The God Solution Show at godsolutionshow.com. 
Anyway, we're kind of recapping 2015. It was a hard year for many. In fact, recent polling suggests that the majority of Americans think it was kind of a bad year. In reality, though, we as Christians have hope, regardless of our circumstances. And that's what we're talking about today. Another news item that was huge was Europe's refugee crisis. And I know a lot of Christians wondered about this, talked about this, disagreed about this. A lot of people said we got to shut our borders and not let those people in. I understand the safety concerns and the <laughs> the validity of that argument. We shouldn't just open our doors and our borders to anyone that might come through. We've been doing that for a long time, and it hasn't been a good thing, and it won't be in the future. I think our politicians need to be wise, and they've been put in a place of authority for a reason, to protect their people. Romans 13 talks about that, and I hope that we elect godly politicians that will actually treat this country with wisdom and make good decisions in the best interest of the country. That aside, how should we as Christians respond to the refugee crisis? We as Christians have an opportunity to reach out to these refugees from Muslim lands that are plagued with terrorism and violence. We have an opportunity to reach them with the love of Christ in a way that we haven't in the past. Refugees from Syria and places like that coming to our nation are going to be able to be exposed to the gospel probably for the first time in their lives. This is wonderful news. Again, there's incredible hope that we can share hope with them as they flee the terrorism of their homelands. I hope that as a Christian, you'll look for opportunities to share with the refugees that you might encounter if they come to a city near you and to support ministries that are reaching out to those refugees with the gospel. I know Samaritan's Purse is doing that, and there are many others as well. Support them and help them reach out with the hope of Christ to these people that are fleeing the hopelessness that terrorism and, frankly, Islam has left in those nations. All right, finally, another news item that I want to address before we get off the air today, and that's the U.S. election and the primaries and the campaigning and the debates that are happening now as we prepare for a presidential election next year. I feel a little hopeless. <laughs> Some of the candidates that I hoped would do well aren't doing so well in the polls. And I was hoping for a great Christian leader that would come in and make this huge political difference in our nation. Long ago, I realized that my hope had to be in Jesus alone, not in a political savior. If you remember, at the time of Christ, the Jews were looking for a political savior, someone that would rescue them from Rome. And they missed the Messiah because he wasn't what they hoped and expected. I encourage you not to make that mistake today. Jesus alone is our hope for this nation. We have been called as Christians to be good stewards of all the different gifts that God gives us. As Americans, you've been given incredible political freedoms and an opportunity to be involved in the political process. That has led to untold freedoms, and it has actually fueled the expansion of the gospel throughout the world through missions and missions funding that has been started here, that has been sourced right here in our nation. So don't throw that away. Don't believe the lie that we shouldn't be politically involved or that politics is unspiritual. As Christians, we should stand strong, preserving the freedoms that we have and being good stewards of all that God has given us in this nation. I grew up on the mission field in countries that don't share those freedoms, and I hold those freedoms very close to my heart. Now, I also realize that my hope has to be in Jesus alone. I encourage you as you look toward a presidential election next year, Whatever the outcome of that election, that won't be your hope, nor will it be the end. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. So be involved 
campaign, vote, talk to your friends and family about who the good candidates are, try to share the values that we should all consider as we think about a candidate that we throw our support behind. But as you do it, remember, all of that pales in comparison to our hope that's in Jesus Christ alone. And all of that pales in comparison to the challenge that we've been given as Christians. Regardless of the political climate of our nation, we are called to make Christ known in this day and age. So as dark as this nation might get, it's really just the ripening of a harvest that is already ripe. See, Jesus said 2,000 years ago that the harvest is ripe. And it's true today as much as it was then. And it's only getting riper by the day as the world encounters so many hopeless situations. I promise you, the sensuality and immorality that you see all around you in society are not making people happy. They are not satisfying people in a way that only God can. And they are shackling people with consciences that desperately desire forgiveness. All of that is creating a harvest that is riper than ever. We as Christians need to share Christ with a world that desperately, desperately needs him. So as we think about 2015, there is hope. Again, Psalm 31, 24, be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Hope in him, guys. There's, there's no other hope. No matter where we look, he alone is our hope. Share that hope with your friends and family. If you're listening right now and you don't feel like you have hope, I implore you to come to faith in Jesus Christ. See, the Bible says that God loves you infinitely, that he loves you eternally in spite of anything you've ever done. He loves you because he created you in his own image and he died for you on the cross. The Bible says he bought you with his own blood. The reality is that God loves you enough that he gave his own life for you on the cross. He sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. See, that's the second part of what the Bible tells us. God loves us, but we're sinful. We're separated from him. He's perfect. We're not. He's just. We're not. And since he's just, he can't tolerate our sin. All sin has to be punished and dealt with. Thankfully, it doesn't have to be dealt with in eternity in hell. Jesus dealt with our sin at the cross, and all who put their faith and trust in him can have his payment at the cross for all their sins. In other words, even though you're sinful and separated from God because of what Christ did at the cross, because of what God himself did at the cross, you can be reconciled to God through faith alone, not by anything you've done or will do. The Bible says that anyone who puts their faith and trust in Jesus will be adopted into his family, will be forgiven, will be eternally rescued from hell and guaranteed a life with him on this planet full of meaning and purpose and an eternity with him in heaven. If you've never come to that point where you've made him Savior and Lord through faith, you can do that right now, and you could actually verbalize that through prayer. There's no magic trick to this prayer, but the reality is the Bible calls us to confess with our mouths that he is Lord. So I would invite you now, if you've never made that step, if you've never made that decision, if you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, that's where your hope begins, is in him alone. You can do that right now, verbalizing it through prayer, saying, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are and that you died on the cross for my sins. Please come into my life. Please be my Savior and my Lord. Thank you from rising from the dead to give me new life and eternal life. The Bible says if you've put your faith and trust in him, you're his child and no one can ever take that away from you. You can look forward to a life of meaning and purpose on this planet. 
and an eternity with him in heaven. Well, as we think about all that happened last year and the hope that we have in Christ, my concluding challenge to you in this show is to share that hope with your friends and family. The whole reason we do this show is to share evidence for the Christian faith with you so that you can defend your faith, not to win arguments, but to share the hope that you have with the friends that you have. That's the whole point of 1 Peter 3.15 is to share the reasons for the hope that you have with gentleness and respect. I hope this show is equipping you to do that, and I hope that you'll do that. As you embark on a new year, I encourage you, Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Make this a year to follow Christ like never before and to seek him with all your heart like never before. I promise if you do that, you'll look at each day with hope and you'll see God using you in great ways every single day of your life. Keep tuning into the God Solution Show. Please share this show with your friends. We're going to be having great interviews. Like I said before, Ravi Zacharias is coming on soon and many others. But keep tuning in. Go to GodSolutionShow.com to get all of our past shows, to find out how you can partner with the show to help it expand and to keep it on the air. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for partnering with us to get this word out. Well, anyway, like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, Humble disposition and diligent search always lead to Jesus. I believe that with all my heart. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again next week.